0: This is a Balanced Brain Podcast with your hosts,
1: Melanie Nicholson and Sean Clift. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Balanced Brain Podcast. My name is Sean Clift. I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Melanie Nicholson. How are you, Melanie? I'm good, thanks, Sean. All well down here and yeah. Absolutely beautiful up here in Brisbane today. It's Saturday. It's hot, it's sunny, it's humid, it's tropical. It's great. So, hey, Mel, we're going to do an end of year recap it's a couple of weeks from Christmas it's been a massive year we've got a lot to talk about but what I thought you you sent me some really information so what uh, great information the other day so I thought let's start with that tell me about the top five Google searches for 2021 what'd you find
0: yeah they just released it a couple of days ago um and yeah I just found it really fascinating number one was how to maintain mental health so we're searched more globally this year than ever before. So wow. Number one. Yeah. So I, I guess that's, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone listening. Um, yeah, neither
1: do I. But it's yeah. interesting to to see that it's maintain your mental health. So it's not, you know, mm. mental health issues or whatever. It's maintain Maintain health. it. So what do you reckon? What do you think people are looking for? What's your thoughts? I, when I was thinking about
0: this, I was thinking about how, I was thinking this in terms of the nervous system like every week something different changes something comes out you know either we're locked down or we're not locked down or we've got these restrictions this is happening and that's happening all around the world right so it's just art to me it's about main, like keeping that equilibrium like yeah. when there's just so much out of your control like it is it doesn't feel like you can control anything any, anymore and i think it is just about how to maintain that state of inner wellness to me, like when nothing outside is.
1: Yeah, right. Well, I just did a bit of an experiment and I I just Googled that myself. So I thought, well, I'll have a look how, how to maintain your mental health. So a yeah. lot of the things, Melanie, that comes up um, when you do a search like that, is a lot of the things that we've talked about over the last year or so, which is meditation, exercise, um, communication, keeping in contact with friends and loved ones. So, it's a lot of the themes that we've discussed. Um, So, it's really interesting that um, people are really, that's their main focus. I mean, it's completely bizarre to me that the number one isn't COVID, which is kind mm. of all we hear about all the time yeah. and the news and the media and everyone just seems to be that that's the only focus yeah. that everyone seems to talk about. But realistically, people aren't searching for it. No, that,
0: it's not even in the top five. It's not wow. even in the top five. So nothing related to that at all. Um, So, yeah, I guess we're just trying to find, and it's simple stuff from what you're saying, like, it's, it's like everything that we've spoken about on the podcast and all of our episodes, you know. Yeah, exercising. I mean, diet and
1: exercise yeah. as well probably maintaining um you know alcohol consumption and things like that
0: yeah that's I know that's been heavily searched as well because that kept coming up as well
1: and I mean we've I had some him. fantastic guests over the years I mean Clint was a great guest that talked to talked about him getting off the booze and how yep. it changed his life we had our guest Courtney talking about um, you, you know uh, diet and exercise we did a great episode on meditation so yeah um, you know
0: and we had Casey talk about like the importance of nature and and getting out in nature I think that's really been important as well in maintaining mental health being outside
1: um, fantastic yeah. yeah So I that- totally agree and that, that's really interesting when you scroll through um, those results when you do google search that phrase how to maintain your mental health a lot of those things we've we've sort of touched on over the last 12 months so that's very interesting what about number two
0: number two was soulmate was searched more than ever before in 2021 and i thought that was yeah i was blown away by that because i've for me personally i've always thought that people i don't think people do give up their idea of a soulmate but to use those that specific word um wasn't like how to find a boyfriend or a husband it was yes. soulmate it was wow it was very romantic so it's um, beautiful in a way it's beautiful it? it's it's absolutely beautiful that i mean it's when i saw that i just thought It was, there was a sadness to it too, because I think I know that people, particularly the single friends I have, and I was single for a long time myself, they've just been trying to find ways to, to get out and about and and meet people and meet potential partners. And, you know, there's some people who felt like they've robbed two years of their romantic life and doing that and, you know, potentially finding someone to have children with. And so I know that that is coming up.
1: Well, I mean, it's just harder, isn't it? I mean, I guess there's the internet. So there's internet dating and sites like um Tinder and that that kind of thing, which is which is exploded, I guess. But it's harder to to find that personal connection now, I suppose. So yeah. you know, like people are working from home, they're meeting on Zoom, they're you know, they're they're working virtually. It's it's harder to meet people, I guess.
0: I was actually just reading a blog post about um, I think they're in Melbourne and they were saying that they they can go out, obviously, if you're vaccinated, but um, they're actually finding their social skills have just dissolved and they're actually nervous about going out and how they will relate not just to finding a partner but friends and, yeah. and family and, and just even reconnecting on that really basic social level um, and how that's kind of been effective
1: it's fascinating that that's number two I mean in a way it's beautiful and in a way it's sad but it's very interesting either way I mean it's such an important thing that human connection and you know how often do we talk about how important that is and and it's just much more difficult I guess yeah yeah
0: all right Um, what's number three number three body positivity
1: wow okay Mm. number three number three well look we heard about that um you know the report that instagram itself came out with with um in regards to young women and and mm. how damaging instagram was to young women so that's the first thing that pops to my mind when we look at that how about you what's what? what's your thoughts there
0: yeah i, I also think that um you know we were reading a lot about you know initial lockdowns where people were just eating and eating because it's called yeah, like true. a survival instinct right and then um, it's comfort. I think there's a lot of comfort eating going on. Um, and to me, that's also around control. Like what can I control and what would make me, it's pleasurable eating, right? Good food's pleasurable. So I think there's a big, I think lockdowns have had a big part of um, people understand their relationship to food. I find it interesting in terms of the Instagram stuff, because I actually think there is less, to me, devotion towards those Instagram stars I, I think this has shown people that that kind of looks superficial even more superficial than it normally would
1: yeah now, well, after I, 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 I agree but at the same time um, from a male point of view it was never really anything that that when I was younger that you'd really kind of think about your body image. Whereas I think younger guys today, younger men today, have much more of a focus about, you know, what their body looks like. So yeah. I think that you would... I think it would be surprising to see how many young males are searching body positivity
0: Yeah, yeah as I well. I would not be surprised at that at all. And you're right, like particularly like guys between 20 and 30 I know on Instagram and it's about having the big muscles and you know like steroid use has gone up dramatically Mm. um you know so that's definitely something that's affecting
1: yeah Yeah. so um I think that you know with the prevalence of social media now body image is 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 important to a lot of people yeah um, you know, and that can be a positive thing. I mean, there's there's obviously, um, you know, a massive market out there for for gym now and health yeah. programs and health and well-being programs and fitness programs. So there's, there's got to be a lot of positive sides to it also. But I think there is that kind of, um, you know, fear that it's, you know, the, the, what happened to women for many, many years with those body image issues, I think is happening to men now as well.
0: I agree I agree and and I'd say some of that is also around control it's coming back to what is within my what can I actually influence and look after at the moment when the whole world is always constantly changing around me
1: yeah so I think Absolutely
0: All right what's number 4 uh affirmations searches for affirmations reach an all time high so i've loved a little affirmation over the years um so but that did i was quite surprised about that
1: well i'm surprised it's number four i'm not surprised that it's up high but in Mm. the top five you know that is very interesting so um you know we we've used affirmations ourselves melanie like i Mm. mean especially during meditations and stuff like that that can be very positive
0: yeah, I've got one on my computer right now. Do you want me to read it out? Absolutely. Every day, in every way, I'm aligning closer and closer to my higher self.
1: Okay, great, great. So, where did you, where do you get that? Do you get that from an app, or do you just have something that you that you find each day, or how do you how do you find that sort of stuff?
0: Um, I've just, I to be honest, I've seen quite a few, a lot on Instagram. Um, yeah, I just, I, I've also got a lot of books my bookshelf that have affirmations i've probably followed them for quite a long time i'm not very disciplined with that sort of stuff, so i do just like to have one that resonates i'm not
1: yeah okay
0: yeah so i think it's a good way
1: to so um, when you when you sent that to me when you sent me this list last night i was having looked through before we recorded today and there are so many apps that you can download now that are just mm, affirmation apps yeah and you and you can sort of um, you know like workout or, or or sort of highlight what sort of things you want whether they are body positivity ones mm. or whether they're mental health or whether they're um, motivation or fitness ones it's a big big growth area I think
0: well it's interesting I found because I'm still doing some coaching I found a a box of affirmations called why I love myself mm-hmm. and they're really resonating with young women teenage girls and they're incredible so it's a whole box of affirmations and i haven't used that before in coaching but i i I think people are wanting to just go back to basics like that like rather than the cognitive like going through your all your behaviors and your patterns it is just getting around to basics like that and even affirmations aren't just fancy words that that they they have Powerful ways to make us question and think about things. And yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good way when you're saying them out loud to see you actually believe them too. Like if your body's sort of like, if you feel you have to go on your feeling when you read them out. So yeah, I am surprised it's there, but at the same time, I think there is so much negativity going on around. If you look at the media and stuff like that, that people are actually just wanting to love on themselves with good words and
1: yeah, true. You know,
0: like kind of reprogram yourself from from the negativity that's out there, which is leads us on to the next one, which is doom scrolling. Still, number five <laughs> number doom five. Scrolling. So is the affirmations to to uh, as an antidote to doom scrolling? Um,
1: I love a little doom scroll. Yeah like right. Well, I I, I actually I actually don't. So <laughs> um, I actually really hardly ever go on Facebook anymore. I, yeah. I don't mind Instagram. I, I, I prefer Instagram to Facebook. I find Instagram much more um, you know, uh, positive. Um. So yeah, I actually don't like it.
0: Um, I'm unfortunately am on Twitter, which is probably most.
1: Well, yes. I I actually, (laughs) I took myself off Twitter two years ago, two or three years ago. I just, I just,
0: I I only got on it two years ago. Like it's yeah, it's kind of, yeah.
1: So, So if you have a look at it now, so I've just looked it up. So according to Google here, the first thing that comes up there doom scrolling or doom surfing is the act of spending an excessive amount of screen time, devoted to the absorption of negative news. Increased consumption of predominantly negative news may result in harmful and psychological responses in some people. That's, mm. that's fascinating. So I, I can tell you what, I don't doom scroll on Facebook and I, I generally don't sort of doom scroll on um, news sites. However, I have found myself spending a lot more time on YouTube lately.
0: So, oh yeah, yeah. And there's, you know,
1: like I think. that the, What what worries me is is what the algorithms are doing, mm. and my concern with doom scrolling is that I think that what comes through whatever whatever you're scrolling through, whether it's Facebook mm. or YouTube, maybe not so much Twitter. I don't really know how much Twitter works, but Instagram's the same. You know, you can it, once you start looking at certain things, you're generally fed the same sort of things
0: it's on youtube absolutely but what i do is i deliberately go and look up really positive stuff like there's on youtube there's heaps of um spiritual teachers i follow and stuff so i balance it out so my youtube Mm. looks Mm. like you know like it's doom scrolling but also the the spiritual stuff but you do you've got to be careful
1: you've got to be very careful of that because i think that um you, you you're really susceptible to confirmation bias. That's the biggest issue that I have. So I find myself sometimes thinking I'm just sort of getting the same point of view um, all the time here whenever I'm sort of scrolling through any kind of um, social media site now. And that's a concern for me because I think it's much more difficult to get balanced information when you're constantly getting things that affirm your idea or affirm your opinion or something.
0: I think Sean, I've always had a pretty good bullshit meter. So I'm actually, I'm always challenging myself to go, okay, I'm listening. If I find that I'm listening to the same thing over again, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go and listen to another point of view. That's why I deliberately follow people that I'm not, I I don't particularly like even on Twitter or believe in their views. I deliberately follow them so that I'm getting the extremes from both sides, as you could say on Twitter. But yeah, it's always been important to me. Like I'm, just want to consume everything. I've always been like that. So, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty scary what's happening with the algorithms and even the censorship is incredible. Like stuff that you've been watching is now just even the last few days, it's not available anymore to oh, be taken off. Yeah. Like the censorship's incredible. Like it's, and that to me is probably even more frightening than just doom scrolling. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, I look like, later on in this podcast, I'd love to talk a little bit more about the media Yeah, but let's have a look at the the last thing that you found there, which was something extra. This is this is now this is the most interesting thing I think.
0: Yeah, I haven't even had time to to see what this is about. The world searched for sea shanties more in twenty twenty one than any other time
1: in Google. So what can we what can we say about sea shanties? Do do you know any sea shanties?
0: No, I I have no idea. I I actually thought, what the hell is that about? Is that Is it because we're Australian? We don't really, is it a
1: thing overseas? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. People should send us some messages. Get on our Instagram page and and send us what your favourite sea shanty is. Look, I love a sea shanty. My thought is, Melanie, is that I've been a musician for a long time. Maybe it's just that music is going back underground I mean it's so hard to put any shows on it so hard to put a tour on it's so hard to play any gigs at the moment with so much uncertainty about traveling and border restrictions um, caps on numbers in venues lockdowns all that sort of stuff so it's been very hard to for the music industry you know musicians and the entertainment industry in general so maybe it's um, people are looking to get back to that grassroots kind of music you know a little yeah. bit of a fiddle and an acoustic guitar and a banjo and a mandolin I love
0: it yeah well I think there has been there's been a lot of discussion around the way that different rules have been applied to sports and music right like so sports been going on the whole time like professional yep, sport yep. and music's just been smashed and you know i think i think overwhelmingly people as much as they love sport they love music too and and people wondering about the inequality there with being yeah. the rules and the, and the regulations being applied to music have been nowhere near as free and flexible as sport and i think people really miss seeing gigs or consuming music in a way that
1: absolutely yeah, melody. Free. look i'm in i'm in two bands and i play um, play drums for a solo artist. I haven't done a show. I haven't done a gig in 18 months. I think the last gig I did was in, it, it was it was at least 18 months ago. So, you know, we've had some rehearsals and we've had some jams, but I tell you what, what musicians have done is they're getting together at people's houses and they're jamming on acoustic guitars and, and little yeah. bongo drums and little kahun drums and stuff like that. Yeah. And... And we're still playing. Everyone's still playing music. I mean, I'm playing as much music as I ever have, but it's generally at home on my own or it's with another mate or another couple of guys or in a very small gathering environment, you know, and that's where music is at the moment. And you know what? I think there's going to be an explosion of creativity from it. I think there's going to be a lot of really great music come out in the next couple of years. And I think it's going to be a lot more earthy and a lot more emotional than what music has been for the last 10 years. And I think it's going to be yeah. a really positive thing actually.
0: Yeah, I also think regardless of what choice you make, like and we're talking about vaccination here, it's not it's not actually pleasant going out. You know, like checking in and wearing masks and it's not the same experience. And I think doing more things at home, whether that is to do with music or just having more family gatherings in the home. Um, Look, I think once initially people get out and about and they go back to a cafe or pub, I think that is actually going to change. I think if things stay the same long-term in terms of making it really difficult to go out, like it isn't a pleasant experience. I I don't know anyone who just doesn't miss, remember when you could just walk into a pub and have a beer or just, Mm. you know, Mm. like, you know, even a small band and I, I, I just think, yeah, that that you're right. That I think things will become more organic. I think that absolutely in many yeah, ways. And food, we can see that with food, right? Like with people food, food
1: with markets, it's entertaining. It's much yeah. more about inviting people around and cooking up a nice meal, and, and or or you know, getting some really good ingredients on a barbecue, and you know, playing a bit of music and and having a good laugh. It's it's changed, I guess. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not so much for the worst yeah no i think there's i think it'll
0: take us a while to to see what's going to come out of this and of course it's it goes back to maintaining mental health it it, it's it's just so uncertain even leading up to christmas right all around the world again looks like there's going to be more lockdowns and you know i mean this is the thing like and christmas for most people is a time when they do get with family, not always, it's not always all joyful and Christmas can be really stressful, right? Well, but, I think
1: it's I think it's more stressful now well, than it has been.
0: People always surprised. Like when I worked uh, at the child support agency for a long time, when I was um, helping separated parents, January, we had to put on extra staff because that is the most popular month to separate, right? Like families just kind of after Christmas, January is just a really stressful financially, people's relationships break. So I think it's really important that we have this discussion today about how and and interesting about maintaining mental health going into Christmas when people aren't really sure what's going to be happening. And adding that extra stress on. You know, I think it's going to be really and, and again, people not getting over borders to be able to be with their families. because yeah. um, some people just decided that it's too hard. Well it um, is. I mean you know, it's, it's been
1: two years now since I've seen my mother who lives in southwest New South Wales. So you know what it's like trying to get over the border into Queensland. It's been pretty much yeah. impossible. Yeah. Um, and then there's always the risk that I've been able to get down to New South Wales, but then the, the chance of being locked down and then having to isolate, I've got a small business. So there's just no way that I'd be able to do two weeks quarantine and keep my business running. It would just, yeah. just collapse, really. Yeah. So as I, I haven't been able to take that risk. And so, you know, my mother has now watched her five-year-old daughter and her two other grandsons that live on the Gold Coast basically grow up over the last two years over Zoom. Yeah. Over FaceTime. And, and that's think, been very difficult.
0: And I think that, that leads us on to, you know, what we we're going to talk about, which is, you know, what, what's the way through this? Like where, where, where do we go? <laughs> How do we maintain any sort of normal life at the moment get going going into what looks like every week's just gonna be more and more of this you know I mean and the it's me- a difficult
1: time leading yeah. up to Christmas is a very yeah. difficult time because. You know, it's stressful for everyone. There seems to be this like deadline of the 25th of the, of December where you have to have all of this stuff done. I know what it's mm. like for my work. It just seems like everyone wants everything done before Christmas, um, even though you know I could easily be doing it two or three days after Christmas. It wouldn't really make much of a difference, but there's this, these looming deadlines. Everyone wants to catch up before Christmas. And then there's the issue of, of well, how do you maintain those relationships with people that, you can't catch up with, we can't get across borders. Yeah. We can't travel on planes or we can't, um, it, it's very hard. So, I mean, on my personal experience, Mel FaceTime and, and, um, you know, uh, video calls have been like the lifeblood really. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's how we do it. That's how me and my family have done it. Um, I don't know how. We would have, we would have had, had been able to get through, you know, having a relationship. Where, like, I, I, still think that my little daughter has a good relationship with her grandmother, even though she hasn't physically seen her for two years. She's been lucky enough that she kind of gets to, you know, talk on the video and goes around and shows her things and shows her a new school uniform and what she's been working on at kindy and all that sort of stuff. It's, just, I, I don't know how you do it any other way.
0: Well, I, what we also have to talk about is the elephant in the room is Christmas Day, when which can be really tough for people and just add alcohol and what gets talked about and, you know, like this year is going to be a minefield, right? Like,
1: absolutely.
0: Particularly talking about vaccination and absolutely choices. I'm already seeing that people are uninviting people because of their decisions. Um, yep. You know, people have, have broken relationships with their own parents with their grandparents with their you know like siblings and this is not being talked about this is not being talked about like
1: what that's going to look like over Christmas absolutely look it's had an impact on our family so like I in in my personal opinion it doesn't I, I don't really think it um you know, like what, what your decision on whether or not you take the vaccine should be utterly your decision. Like it's, yep. but, but I, I just can't believe how much of a divide um, this issue of vaccine mandates has had such an impact on um, family, friends and workplaces. I, I, I just, yeah. um, I was really worried six months ago um uh, b- before that as to what was going to happen around vaccine passports and the mandates yeah. I could see issues early on um and you know what it's like here in Australia Melanie it, it came on very hard and fast very hard we, and fast you know we were told that there was going to be no mandates and you know yeah. officially there's no mandates but yeah there and then there was a whole lot of mandates like and just it's to, been very difficult for everyone.
0: Well, and that's the thing, and I think um, I think you and I know Australians who, who actually are kind of, it depends what, on what you consume, but when I tell people that people are actually uh, marching around the world for us and talking about us on, you know, like, well, we don't want, you know, what's happening in Australia and people are like, oh, really? So, yeah, I guess there's different realities, even with your own country, but um, I'm very concerned. And I've, um, yes, at the shocking speed of it, (laughs) and the fact that our prime minister said, uh, absolutely no no vaccine passports, and that is what they are. And people, like we've lost 5,000 nurses alone in New South Wales, and people Mm, have mm. been, you know, nurses the whole time, oh, your nurses are now, I I think it's incredible how quickly things have escalated in Australia with with that type of of what's happening, and we're the only country in the world still that does not allow its own citizens to to travel freely within their country. You know, like it is with with the borders. I mean, anyone who's from wanting to see family in WA, it doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or not; you're not getting there.
1: Right. No, you know, I mean, Western Australia may as well be another country you now
0: yeah and i just that that just even that identity as a as a nation and traveling freely about um you know and i I, again i'm seeing families who've got very sick children and i've got dying relatives who still can't get over borders who made the decision to vaccinate to do that and this week they've been stopped from doing that Mm, so that that's truly devastating And and i really think there is some but people who may not have been questioning as much, who are now like, you know, th- this seems really—it's—it's br- it's, it's completely inhumane what is happening, really, in our own country, country or oh, lots of countries around the world. But I think Australia's been shocked. New Zealand is—is is, I'm seeing some really distress. Like, like my partner's dad is in New Zealand. The same things are happening there. Um, you know, and it's really. I, I think that's been the saddest thing for me to see what's happened here.
1: Yeah. And it's going to be a tough time over this Christmas with, with people are having um, some very differing opinions and just that alcohol. It can, it, it, I think everyone has to be really aware um, mm. what's going to happen. Mel, you've been a family counsellor before. What's your advice? What's your advice to people over this Christmas period?
0: Um, I'm really big on setting boundaries. So Yeah, I always say to people, I think at the moment, and and I've done this myself in conversations where you you really, really make a conscious decision at the start of the morning to actually not discuss anything about particularly vaccines um, or COVID. And I actually think there's there's an appetite for that now. But of course, when there's alcohol involved, that can be you know that's what where i would say is put some boundaries around alcohol but actually if you've got a big family thing happening on christmas day then you actually have that conversation straight up just like put it on the table like you know what are we what we're going to focus on today is rebuilding as a family and meeting here today i that's going to be hard in families that are already reasonably dysfunctional and that is the case on like a lot of people go and have have to go to family gatherings but they're don't really want to be knowing what what happens every year so they're gonna have i i think you're actually gonna even have to make a choice there where you you may not want to go to a particular family event but you're gonna to have to make that choice yourself like i i would advise that to people like if you really just want to hang out with people you know you're gonna feel good with all day
1: yeah yeah for sure and i think that um you know, you probably have to take a a little bit of um, personal responsibility as well, yeah. and and um, know when to just stop a conversation and walk away, or do take take on another activity, and t- change change the subject of whatever it is, and um, you know, I think that. You know, a lot of that people just need to sort of understand themselves that they might be starting to get a little bit worked up or a little frustrated. And then they need to be able to just say, look, let's go and do something else. Let's play some cricket. Let's yeah, go and have a swim in the pool. I saw let's- it.
0: I, and one thing, one what I would say to people, and this is what I used to do, particularly for family mediation around Christmas time, is... Um, just have breakfast breakfast is the safest you know go and have breakfast at your parents or your in-laws or whoever and then spend the rest of the day with your just your kids or your you know with your kids kids are always a great way to bring people back
1: yeah absolutely
0: right like because you know you know is that I was at an outdoor event last night and it was the kids were dancing and it just was the most. it was even had even more joy attached to it for what's been happening over the last couple of years. So I would, you know, I would think that you you'd be pretty safe breakfast round kids. And then if you know, go your separate ways, like, and don't be afraid to just go off by yourself. If you're, if you don't have close connection to family, you don't have your own kids. You know, um, one year I, I was in that situation and I volunteered to serve food at the shelter down the road here in Newcastle. So if you already know that you haven't got plans and you, and you don't, that's a boundary understanding that you might not want to actually even hang out with family on Christmas day. That's a really tough one to bring up, but Mm, mm. that, you know, I, that that's, that's a really viable option. You know, if it's something that, you know, is just going to cause you even more stress. But I do know there are families too, also not political at all, and won't, you know, that won't apply. But this is for people who know that that conversation's coming up. Mm. But yeah, get it out on the table early. Um, I think the all day stuff's probably gone this year. You know, the all day drinking around with family, I think that could be dangerous. But Mm. yeah, I think it's just being upfront about things and, just focusing on simple stuff like good food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, watching the grog. Like everyone likes to drink on Christmas Day, but you know, I think everyone knows they feel better for just having a couple of beers too. Like if you're drinking all day, and particularly up there in Queensland, you know what it's like, Sean. Like it's super hot. People get. yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like, and I think as much as possible, have it outdoors. I actually really believe external environments actually create. A better mood in a, in an outing like when you're in a house and people are just there's noise and stuff that's what people don't think about that
1: yeah so for our northern hemisphere listeners we and we have, we have quite a lot oh Melanie. yes we, we do, do actually yeah i, I yeah. don't know if they'd be able to um, no. have it outside and jump in the pool and stuff like that so no. for, for all you guys listening <laughs> north of the equator down here in um, sunny Australia, it's hot at Christmas. Yeah. Hot, 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 hot. So, um, yes, yeah, outside events are really good idea.
0: But you can still play, play the same. Yeah, if you're inside. oh, you can still
1: play some games if you're inside. You can still, you know. But
0: yeah, um, I think boundaries is the most important. Like having that conversation in the morning, like we're not going to talk. We're going to, you know, not talk about COVID or vaccines today. We're just going yeah. to
1: pretend,
0: pretend it's 2019.
1: <laughs> So Mel, before we get on to some highlights of twenty twenty one what were some of the things that you know you you saw this year that um that really um, you know took got got your attention and and um you know what 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 are your observations
0: so one thing I would say is that I think like a lot of people I thought. You know i always love a new year so i thought like at the end of last year i i do think like a lot of people naturally you you just thought it was going to be over (laughs) like you were going to be you know and it was just that hit um because i actually think this has been a far more difficult year if you think about it um, absolutely for everyone like in terms of the world um so I, i have been feeling quite disconnected which is really hard for me because i'm a big community person and i think this year particularly is highlighted to me, well, well how am I gonna create a life after this in other ways, in new ways, um, How what will that look like? So I've actually really been thinking about that the last few months about what I wanna create because I can't see in this present moment how things have changed positively in, in, in I guess on the bigger scales, so I'm sort of like, well, what have I learned about myself um, over the last couple of years and, and what is it, what's that going to look like in the future? I actually think it's for the first time ever, it's really difficult for me to do long-term planning. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm actually just don't know what, what tomorrow is going to bring. I think there's that sort of nervousness. I think a lot of people have like, okay, well, what's coming And And it's how do you harness that energy into creativity? Okay. I think mm-hmm. that's the key. Um, yeah. So I I think that's where I've really, I definitely, I've always loved nature and getting out in nature and water. And I've just, that is absolutely my solace now. Like, and that's probably where I go to um, if I just really need to ground myself and centre myself back in the present. So it's really just, um, it's been about being aware that those simple things can bring a certain peace and it's from that place of peace that I can, can visualize a future. Mm. I think it's really hard at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's been more about um, reiterating the skills this year around how do I reconnect back into myself and how do I create from that place? Um, And not doom scrolling, (laughs) which, and and being just being aware of how that makes me feel like something like doom scrolling. Now I'm like, okay, I've got to get out of this pretty quickly, you know, because it's not, I'm I can't, I can't do anything from that place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, one of the big observations for me this year was, was, was how my trust in the media and news and information has just eroded so much in the last 12 months. I just can't believe, you know, how, how much, um, know misinformation is out Mm. there how much um you know how much exaggeration how much it's just intense i mean honestly melanie it's got to the stage where you almost can't read a weather report or a report on the weather without it being completely
0: dramatized dramatized i mean i'll
1: give you an example that uh, i mean my my work i work with gardens you know that's that's my day job So I'm pretty interested in what's happening with the weather each day it really dictates what i'm going to do and what you know what what jobs i'm going to allocate how my workflow is going to go what staff, I need whatever it is. Um, You know, so i'm really kind of watching the weather all the time and and. You know that there was a report a couple of weeks ago that said you know there was this huge mega storm <laughs> event that was going to hit the east coast of australia and so i look at it and think oh wow this looks like it's going to be full on well i've got this job booked on and like, oh how am i going to get through the week if i'm going to have all this rain and then it said mega storms are on the way going to hit sydney and southern queensland and and then it said, Brisbane has already been smashed. And I thought to myself, well, we had a little bit of rain last night. and But it would have been a fairly moderate shower. There was sort of rolling thunder and a little bit of sheet lightning. But there was no wind or fierce hail or mm. any kind of massive storm. It was just like a nice downpour for 20 minutes or so during the evening. I'm looking outside and it's perfect weather and then those storms never came. Yeah. And and so like if you can't even trust that kind of reporting then you know what, what 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 else is there. So for me I've I've really um um sort of moved away from mainstream or commercial media and I've I've just found myself some really good independent journalists that um that are putting out really good um material that that are balanced, looking at both sides of the argument. And um so I guess for me, I've seen a a big destruction in mainstream media, but I've seen the growth of really good independent journalism. So that's the positive I can see out of it, I guess.
0: I think I think what we really need to talk about as a society moving forward is the complete mistrust in um medical and health and doctors and all different opinions about that that I think that has been held up to be media I think there's always been that that sense of okay well you know is that accurate but I think the completely different opinions and you have to really search for this outside of what you're hearing mainstream health messages but I think that has been the most destructive to me moving forward with health messages and that the fear, you know, like the actual extreme messages that, that come from even in the medical community. So not just talking about health bureaucrats here, but actual differing vastly different opinions of doctors and nurses. And like, yeah. that, I think that's something that is going to be interesting moving forward. Um, and I yeah, think, I,
1: agree.
0: I think people are really interested in how they maintain and look after their health now systems and how they can make themselves healthier. So I think that's going to be a big thing. And I think that's come about from distrust as well.
1: I think you're right. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of mistrust out there and that's, it's how, how do we get that back? There's, there's gotta be, um, um, big, big accountability on the media, I think. And I think some really good independent journalists are coming through. And and now with the with their platforms that they've got, I mean, they're getting as big a following, if not bigger following than some of those.
0: Well, podcasts um, on are making, you know, like there's some really big podcasts out there. But just while I was thinking about it, I think the big thing with trust is, you know, it all comes back to individual trust, like trusting yourself trusting your intuition. Now is the time for people, I think, to really start to know what self trust is, self love, you know, what is, what's your body telling you? What's your gut telling you? You know, what are you, is that something that you really want to eat today or you want to eat this, or, you know, what is it what's the next step i want to take without being told what it is that i need to do like i i really think it's about inner authority now and people have been taught that that isn't isn't valid yeah Over the last two years what what you have actually been feeling about things and whether you might have had some questions about this and that you've actually been invalidated yeah. everywhere you know, whether that is by media, family, doctors, and 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 your own experience has been completely obliterated. yeah, that's that's what it comes down to is the reconnection with self. and you know it's what I wrote about recently. It's about, well, we know mother's instinct is a thing, but it's been is that going to be fake news soon? Like really? like is is your own instincts about your body, mind, and soul? Is that going to be taken over by opinions and oh, that's not what how you should feel or what you should think? That's, Mm. I think, is a really that that trust in self that's been compromised. I think, and I think that that's moving forward. That's going to be really important for people.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about moving forward. It's obviously been a very challenging year. Um so let's look forward to let's look forward now to 2022. So look, you know what our podcast is about, I don't have to tell you, you're the co-host and basically the founder and set it all up, but so let's talk about what we always talk about at the end of every discussion and let's go to the hope. Like h- how do we move into the light Melanie? What are we going to do in 2022? What approaches are you going to take for next year? What approaches are you going to take for um for you to enter 2022 as positively as you can and make a positive impact?
0: I think, I think forgiveness is going to be massive and gratitude. So I've been Mm -hmm. still doing my gratitude list every night and that's been amazing. But for some reason, forgiveness is coming up for me for next year Um, around and whatever that means for whoever's listening, but, I've been I've been quite hurt by a lot of things over the last couple of years, of and and all born out of COVID and restrictions and and what how people are feeling about that. But um, but I'm yeah I'm feeling that I really want to reconnect back with community and just the person on the street. I'm not talking about you know like the, the bigger sense, but it's just. Um, particularly masks people wearing masks I found it really hard to you know not seeing people's smiles and things like that like I'm really finding that tough really just wanting for that yeah to rebuild that like
1: okay so how are you going to do it what are you going to do
0: well I've just really made myself when I walk out the door now um I'm just like, well, what am I giving off? What vibes am I giving off? Like and and I've made a huge difference in like how I'm walking and putting my shoulders back. And I know it sounds, but I actually walk around with pride and and I just try to engage people with my eyes and and i just started going back to saying hello and not being suspicious of people and that. Not that I, you know, but it yeah. So that's I'm going to just try and do that small stuff every day. Like, how are you? Um, I was, I actually was carrying some tree bark the other day for an art project I'm doing. And the guy across the road is council work and he brings the bin along every day because it's a, the cafes, you know, full rubbish. And he just yelled across the, what did he, what did he yell? Oh, um, he yelled across the road at me and he said, oh, are we out of toilet paper again? <laughs> you know, and I just, and you know what? i i felt my heart so i'm just like just that those small interactions because i think that's what's been lost so i that just made me happy for the rest of the day just to have that little laugh with with a stranger great yeah so what do you what do you think sean for you
1: for me for me mel it's going to be all about going back to basics um my little girl last night actually said to me, "Dad, I don't want to go to the supermarket as much anymore, and I think we waste too much money on food. So we need to grow more of our own food. And we've always had a little herb garden and stuff like that. So actually today we spent the whole morning today building um, a couple of gardens with some um, some little fruit and vegetable trees and things like that. We're gonna we're gonna focus on that in our house we're going to do a lot more um, growing our own stuff and and hopefully um, you know eating a lot more of our own food and maybe swapping some things with people and stuff like that so we're going to go back to back to basics and I want to just have a lot more sort of smaller gatherings you know just just I want to entertain at home more I want to do more cooking um, you know for people I want to have have friends around and long conversations yep. and um and I want to I want to spend more time playing the kind of music that I have been over the last couple of months as well on a on a musical level just um jamming with friends and jamming with different people and learning a couple of different genres of music and getting out of my comfort zone but for me it's all back to basics that's what I'm going to focus on next year and I think um um I, i'm going to go into 2022 being really positive on, on that side of things that i think that you know a lot of things are being taken away from us um there's been a lot of freedoms eroded and a lot of control from government and a lot of a lot of a lot of noise and a lot of energy that's been really negative and destructive and i try to i want to try and kind of break through that noise and get back to basics. And um, I think if, I think if we can do that, if everyone can kind of really focus on the basic, simple things, it's just much easier to, to be happy when you, when you've got getting the simple things, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going into 2022. And that's, that's going to be my hope for next year. Is that everyone sort of refocuses on the basics and, and finds those simple good simple things in life
0: and what you love about people and love about yourself like right? absolutely that's that's yeah but i think i think that's well i think we've covered a lot Sean, and I absolutely ended on a, yeah
1: so melanie merry christmas merry thanks christmas. for a wonderful year it's been our breakthrough year this yeah. year so Trend, trending had...
0: trending in all parts of the world we'll be sharing that with you shortly how we've been i know trending. it's very it's exciting
1: very exciting so you have a Merry Christmas and I and I'm sure we'll catch up over the phone and over Zoom but I just yeah. want to publicly say that it's been wonderful working with you this year. I yeah. want to wish all of our previous guests a very Merry Christmas. I know most of them have had their had massive challenges yeah. throughout the year and um and we're in contact with them all and they all seem to be going really well so i want to wish them a very merry christmas and i want to wish all of our listeners that have been very loyal to us melanie yes some really great loyal listeners and thanks for all of your feedback and your comments and your questions and um so merry christmas everyone i hope the rest of the year is peaceful and joyful with your family and friends and That the new year is going to bring some really great things for you all. So, Merry Christmas, everyone, and Happy New Year.
0: Merry
1: Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. See you, folks. Bye.
0: Bye.